Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's all over. Bar the weeping in N7. No. <laughs> is it N7? M5. Fuck That's off. the stadium is. Yeah. It's not, is it? Uh-huh. It's a big Are stadium, sure? though, isn't it? Uh-huh. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? I'm, gonna ch- I'm so sure Jim. I'm going to check. Jim! <laughs> Jim! Are you sure? <laughs> Jim! Jim! <laughs> Jim! Are you sure? Are you sure, Jim? <laughs> Jim! Jim, please be sure! Okay, no, you're right. Highbury was an N7. Um, uh, Emirates is, is just two streets away. Sorry, Highbury was an M5. The Emirates is an N7. Fair enough. Fair play to Get you, sir. Get to fuck. We'll put this at the start. What a revelation. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's all over. Bar the weeping in N7. It's Monday, the 15th of May. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm weeping Jim Campbell. I'm Vidushan Hantaraja. <laughs> and I'm Andy Russell. Oh, Jim Campbell, are you still fighting for this title? I am still fighting for this title. <laughs> Come on, mate. do it's it! It's still mathematically possible. Come right? on! So You've you got to keep your chin up. Do some Chins pointing. Do some pointing. Yeah, I will do some pointing. Yeah. We're quite... still fighting for this title, yeah. etc. I wasn't sure he was going to be able to point with that claw hammer in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, it has been an incredible uh, weekend of football. Uh, we'll get on to uh, Arsenal or Dabs. But maybe this, that comprises part of your highlight of the weekend, Jim. Funnily enough, it doesn't. Oh, OK. Um, good. But I will, I will, I will get to my highlight uh, which which actually happened in the Newcastle game now yeah. um, as we saw this is not the highlight very very sad scenes where Eddie Howe was confronted by a Leeds fan but my no, highlight his full title is Jason Tindall's assistant Jason Tindall's <laughs> assistant yeah um, Eddie Howe. Um, <laughs> assistant to the Jason Tindall. Assistant to the Jason Tindall. And Eddie, how did this man get here? Jason Tindall should have been in this situation, really. But when, when this Leeds friend confronted Eddie Howe, this big bearded unit immediately <laughs> sprang into action to defend Howe's honour. The it's mountain. Like, it's like a like he's got a wrestler mm. uh, like following him around. Like... Kind of doing personal security for him. Is this is this a regular thing? I know he apparently when he goes out and about in Newcastle, he sometimes goes out in disguise. He does. Which it's is confusing. Kind of... Eddie Howe. Apparently mm. so. Well, like in like shorts and a little bowler hat and a lollipop. Maybe. Oh, it's a, it's a small child <laughs> yeah. skipping down the street. Or a comedy moustache. Oh, it's <laughs> one of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> when do children wear bowler hats? <laughs> I, I was thinking like proper old school. Right. You know, okay. Like, do you um, mean like a, a someone a, who'd a be straw mug- Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like Meghan Markle at the coronation. 
Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Less, bit, less but yeah. derided, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to sort of blend in with the many stags that are out on yes, the yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Be quite smart. Could, could I did like when that guy came on screen. I, Everyone on social media pointed out that he looks exactly like Triple H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's nice, isn't it? It's, <laughs> good, it's good stuff. Uh, Vish, what was your highlight of the week? Uh, my highlight of the week would not be uh, on the radars of any of you aside from Pete when I forwarded him this photo on Saturday evening. My brother got invited to a Eurovision party and he everyone got allocated countries to come out. He got allocated Georgia, so he went as Tamori Ketsvaya. <laughs> Um, my brother is a man of very little effort, um, so it comprised of just a Newcastle shirt, probably with Amiobi on the back, because yeah. he's got about three of those, and a bald cap. So he basically just went as a Newcastle fan, in a, a brown Newcastle fan in a bald cap. That's what he yeah. went as, his, great. As, his, as his representation of Georgia. Yeah, and, and the picture he sent over, which you forwarded to me and the team, uh, was, it, it's the camera angle, him just looking like he's been caught on a webcam, just sort of looking, <laughs> yeah, just looking a bit sad. He's not even things. making effort at being photographed. Yes, no, it's exactly. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. a selfie. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe I've done this. Uh, Andy? Uh, my highlight of the weekend is to cheer up poor Jim Campbell. Oh. It's, it's going to be uh, Guy Clichy hmm. scoring from the centre circle for Servette against Sion. Of course, Sion, uh, Mario Balotelli's team, he got dragged off at half-time, just in case you wondered. 5-0 yeah. to Servette. The third goal was Gael Clichy's. It's a great chip over the keeper. Mm. But apparently, someone had Instagram DM'd uh, Clichy and said, you know what, uh, Safarikas, the the uh, Sion goalkeeper, he stands miles off his line, you should try and chip him. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I love and, it. And, and you so, do sort of yeah. go, I mean, you do sort of go like, why have these footballers got their DMs open? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, were, if you were Gael, you'd be sitting there thinking, this is a honey trap. It's a honey trap. <laughs> but I'm a daring man, I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Um, I hear that uh, Mario Balotelli's um, selling all of his fleet of um, supercars um, I mean, because he's moving around so much. Where's he off to next? Romania, I think. This I sort hearing. of sounds like he's been added to the Fast and Furious franchise, which I yeah. think we love that. Enjoy. Well, I mean, he's got he's got a camouflaged, I think, Bentley or something. <laughs> like it's a horrific camouflage. He's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had one. Yeah. At the same time, it looks quite low rent because recently he did a win my shirt competition on mm. on on socials, right. And, it had the boot of his car open and the shirts in the back, so it looked like he was selling his selling kit out them the back of like, his car. Yeah, when the shirt off my party. back, doesn't yeah. it? Also, it like, great. I imagine just Balotelli would use his fleet of cars just simply by lining them up in a row and trying to leap over them. Yes. On a bike. Uh, yes. yes, like a little Grand yeah. Theft Auto stunt you see on yeah, TikTok. exactly. There's the top half Grand Theft Auto, bottom half somebody talking oh, yes, on the podcast. Oh, yes, they split the screen. Very yeah. weird yeah. new Vogue on mm. TikTok. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. Arsenal handsomely beaten by a really, really solid Brighton team. Um, it, it, it's all over, isn't it, Jim? I mean, don't do yeah, I mean, I, I, I am, to some degree, still fighting for this title, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that, that's it, isn't it? That's going to be it. And no, I, f- but, I feel like this has happened three or four times somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here we are. Um, Laporte uh, uh, tweeted a gif of the rock saying, mmm, I can smell it. <laughs> Full just, time. Just crass, isn't it? Crass. <laughs> no, no Marie. No it's, it's not mm. even They're, they're the like rocks. 50 million pound spare defender. Giving us <laughs> <laughs> the big licks with gifts. Fuck off, mate. It's not even like the proper, it's not even like, you know, always good to see a meme of the rock from his wrestling days. Yeah. But it's not even the proper saying, is it? So he's just, <laughs> he's gone into Twitter, opened up the gif tab and just typed in smelling. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and he's got mmm, I can so so the actual so the actual phrase is 
mm, I can smell it, which is very much not. No. The rocks. It's like if you don't have rights to the rock, that's. Mm, I can smell it. Is, is a sentence you never want to hear in no. your DMs, outside of your DMs, Absolutely however you want to hear it. But you don't want to hear that. Isn't there a sense that at least he does his own social media? Yeah, he clearly which, does. Which That's nice. fair, like, yeah. Do you remember when Blaise Matweedy wished his wife a happy anniversary? <laughs> yes. And it was with that picture and he'd not he'd not cropped it. Right. So you could just see the web search above that said Matweedy wife. Matweedy wife. <laughs> oh dear God! Uh, well, um, it, it, it's all a little bit dull, isn't it, Jim? Um, I, I'm I'm kind of sad that they didn't take it to, to at least the yeah, last no, weekend was, of the uh, of the football season. Hoping for that as well. Mm. Uh, I think we all were, just so it doesn't peter out a little bit. So, um, no offence. Um, so yeah, I mean, do, I think do it almost every week, Jim. I, 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 I don't mean offended. to do it. It's, it just <laughs> just happens every week. But um, yeah, I think. Arsenal just ran out of steam a little bit, very, very clearly. The, f- the first mm. half, they were slightly on top, had a couple of good shots. Um, Trossard hit the bar. Um, but I think having to come back from a goal down again yeah. just seemed to suck the energy out of them. They've done it a lot this season. Mm. And, um, you know, that's that's that comes at a cost. It comes at a toll. And it's a very, very silly goal to concede. I'm, I'm still... Not hundred percent sure what's actually happening with with Kivio on the on the ground there, despite having watched it like mm. about a thousand times. Very very confusing thing and a really irritating goal to concede. Three really stupid goals to concede. Really, just a very very bad day at the office. But I mean, obviously you have to credit Brighton as well, especially to you know bouncing back from that baffling game against Everton where they lost five one, despite mm. essentially battering Everton for most mm. of the game. Uh, they really really dug in. They make the midfield really compact um, and they they force you out wide and then. It's very, very difficult to do anything and, and get past them from, from out wide. So the, the battle was really, really in the centre of the pitch for a lot of the game. I think Kieran Tierney had seven touches in the first mm-hmm. half. And right. obviously you, you think if Zinchenko's in there, that probably gives you that extra man in midfield. It might have made a difference. But um, they were just, they were fantastic. They were Did, very, very difficult to break down. For when you need an extra man in midfield, when it's literally a 2-2-6 against you, yeah. like, <laughs> it's it's kind of difficult. And and that is something that Brian will have to contend with, Andy, next mm. season. Like, like they will get found out, won't they, next season with, the, with that size of squad heading into? Europe? Maybe. I mean, they've started building it already, haven't mm. they? They've started signing players mm. already, yet to be announced players in, in, in some cases. But I think it's what what really strikes me is what Jim was saying there about it was, it was too draining. It was a comeback too far for mm. Arsenal. It's particularly because it's Brighton yeah. and because they're so good at keeping the ball. Yeah. Which makes it very hard, I think, when you when you're a goal mm. down a, a, against them, and they found this extra edge this season. I mean, Undav's had this quite good end to the season after not getting in the team at all in the in the, in the in the first part of it. So I think there are a few areas in which Brighton can really grow. I mean, you know, that every adverse result they had, like particularly the Everton game, for example, where. You know that, that, as Jim says, they have a lot of it and end up getting absolutely belted. There will always be people wanting to say, "Oh yeah, well they can only get go so far, mm. or they're going to get found out." I'm not sure that is a case. I can't think of many um, clubs and coaches who've got such a good plan in place yeah. as, as as them. I think the interesting thing with Brighton as well is, you know, we're all expecting them to lose players, um, but they've presumably. I mean, I've, I've you know, not privy to their finances, but the, the huge, huge fees they've already been commanding for players mm. in, in pretty much in, in most windows. Mm. They've presumably got a lot. They've sat on a lot of money. So if they do get into Europe, which is looking increasingly likely, they will they will be able to strengthen pretty well. Yes, they're going to lose players, but they'll probably be able to replace them with pretty high quality as well. At a fraction of the cost. Exactly. Mm. You would expect, because that's something they do better than pretty much 
everyone else. But even if they do need to sort of maybe have a bit of a splurge on someone a bit more kind of trusted and experienced, maybe a, you know, a bit more of a flashy player, for want of a better term, mm. they're going to have the finances to do that. You, you want that coming up next season against Ben White with his flat feet? <laughs> no, Matoa was just not. absolutely doing him. I hated that. <laughs> but, but, but that was um, yeah. Matoma on Ben White was was fascinating because his body shit was just all wrong at every opportunity. Yeah, but like that, really... I mean, I, but like even then, I'd, I'd probably give Matoma the credit for doing that. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. turning a handsome man inside out. But um, <laughs> the thing I noticed, well, the thing that you would notice from watching that was that if Brighton couldn't, you know, off offload the ball and it, it does feel like whenever they pass the ball it is an offload mm. You've, they've always taken someone out when they pass the ball mm. it's remarkable mm. and obviously it's because of the tight spaces they work in like if you look at the, you know, where they operated from mostly it's, they were actually quite narrow compared to Arsenal who like uh, you know, the majority of their play was uh, their attacking play was out on the right but the um, but every single player in that Brighton team you know certainly beyond the front uh, sorry beyond the back line has the ability to turn their man and that's mm. such a rare quality and mm. it, it just opens up so many different avenues. And even like there were, the stages at the end of that first half where Arsenal were all over Brighton and it felt like every time they tried to get out of the press, not quite Hail Marys, but they certainly like lofted through balls to no yeah. one in particular mm. in the area mm. where someone should have been or just passed around the corner that, you know, if, if Arsenal were a little tired, if the control from a Brighton player was a little bit worse, suddenly they're inviting pressure back onto them. And just really impressed by the way that they're totally undimmed. Like mm. a lot of, you know, having watched Manchester United try and do similar things, they lose confidence in, in that mm. so quickly. And Brian just seemed to go throughout and it paid off with their late goals. Yeah. Mm. And on the Arsenal side, um, going into a match like this, and, and I'm not sure whether the video was released until afterwards, but I don't think the interview was conducted after the match because uh, <laughs> Arsenal goalkeeper Ramsdale said, uh, to be honest, after so many wins throughout the season, uh, I thought it was going to be plain sailing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you want to yeah. hear, is it, Jim? No. I thought this was going to be easier, says Manu, loses title. You can you can understand that. Though. I can't. They understand were seven points ahead before before that. It's not the mentality game. you want. Mikel Arteta wants to hear, though. Well, Bra- it kind, it kind of is, isn't is it? it? Yeah, I think so. You don't want to be in that situation and think, <laughs> oh, this oh, is terrifying. God, yeah. no. What have we got left? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he was Mikel Arteta did uh, defend his players at the, at the end of the match, and they, they probably um, didn't didn't need defending because they're, they're. I don't know. He was he was fairly um, robust in saying that um, he he essentially apologised. Said it was it's all about himself, his, wasn't it? His disappointment. Um, said it wasn't an acceptable performance, and said that you know essentially hinted that things will have to be looked at, which is. Um, potentially worrying for a few players because this can't happen. You know, if, if, mm. even if it's a very, very slim chance of a, of a title, um, you've, you've got to kind of be better than that. And I think mm. there is a sense that maybe this game wouldn't have been a 3-0 defeat early on in the season because there's a sense... That I, I think that happened because they were chasing the game. Yeah. Like there's, you've got to just go for it. Yes. Brighton are really good at picking you off if you make mistakes and then made mistakes. So um, it's, it, it, it wasn't quite a hammering um, mm. in, in, in terms of the performance, I don't think. But the, the capitulation of that, the fact that they allowed so many mistakes to be there to be punished in the first place, yeah. simply cannot happen at the top end of the table. Because mm. as we've seen three times, those, those margins will, will see you punished. Well, so I, I think um, that was a bit of a warning to his players yeah. uh, about well, post-match. Well, we'll look at um, where Arsenal go next season uh, in, in future episodes, no doubt, as, we, uh, as, the, as the rest of the league kind of uh, tidies up. But um, elsewhere, uh, we're in this situation because... Well, I just like that. 
Next time on Arsenal. Next time on <laughs> Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> but um, elsewhere, uh, John Pickford tried his very best to stop Man City in their 3 0 win. Thank you, man. Um, just <laughs> big flappy dives all over <laughs> the place. I did feel sorry for him on the one that's been memed all over socials, where he sort of jumps in one direction. It was uh, it was Harlan's header, wasn't it? Jumped mm. in one direction and then just tries to sort of turn his body, but he's also leaping in the air at the same time. It was yeah. a he it looks was like he's tombstoning on dry land. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look, is it? No, I'll tell you, no. I'd, I would love to see that boy on a bouncy castle. Yeah, <laughs> like, he'd watch really... a live webcam of that for hours. You he know, he wouldn't he, get bored. It would just be him by himself, just jumping into the wall, totally running across, jumping into Elbow the wall, dropping. Yeah, lovely stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, Manchester City would just at the races and Everton very much weren't yeah. well, the, the fact that um, Everton fans applauded Everton off at half time when they were 2-0 mm. down showed how ridiculously good Man City were <laughs> even Everton fans in that moment given the situation they're mm. in thought ah, you know what they're trying yeah. They are really yeah, trying. They are having a go, but yeah. look at the state of this. I mean, you just look at the people they could bring off the bench. Uh, we've been saying this all season. They're just in a completely different level. And and it is it is almost like a, a five-team league. And then Man City are going to win the league anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like... They, and, and if they add to their um, add to their squad in the, in the way that they probably will do it in, in the summer, I just... I, this, this, this dynasty is just going to... Go it's on and scary. on, every, isn't like, it? they've got to throw the bag at keeping Gondoyan, though. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I think because the, the funny thing with him is how he really shows up in the back end of a season. Yeah. Yeah. His, every, his, his every, timing is incredible, but, isn't but, it? But everything playoff Gundogan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, everything about him suggests that from the beginning has suggested that he probably shouldn't work in the in the Premier League. Mm. He, he turned up as someone who you thought. You know, he's someone who decided he was going to be a pro footballer pretty late on. He was already in his in, in his twenties. He was considering whether to just study, even when he was a top flight footballer, right. wow. and and like do do proper proper work, proper stuff. And uh, then after Dortmund, you think, well, has he really got the pace? Is he really strong enough? Then he gets a couple of big injuries, and yet he's so incredibly durable as well as the technique. I think it's incredible. And, yeah. and him moving further up the field it helps as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which is something that Pep looked at last season. His goal was just an absolute thing of beauty. Mm. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. People are sort of calling it a, a reverse scorpion kick, but it's very much an all-look shot, isn't it? <laughs> there's a lot of things happening at once. I mean, yeah. I know maybe it won't be sort of considered for this because it's quite short range, but it, mm. is, it a, is it a contender for goal of the season? I don't think I've ever seen a goal like it. The te- the, yeah, the technique and the uniqueness of the finish. Mm. Like, yeah. that is a, it would be one of the more memorable goals of the season, certainly. Yeah. It was, I was trying to think of what it was like. It was like it was, you know, when you're a kid and you might wear your mum's high heels or something yeah. and you kick them off it was right. like he was kicking off heels <laughs> it sounds Just like you were doing a new musical number yeah, yeah. I, was, well, I was trying to a lot, yeah. lot of qualifiers there wasn't it yeah, when it I was, was a kid yeah. it was my mum's shoes no when we like were kids and when we all did that <laughs> and it was normal well uh, Pep said uh, I'm married but I adore him <laughs> Which is brilliant about Gunduan. But like Gunduan is. You can um, like other people when you're married, can't you? <laughs> you can like admire other people. Yeah. Once mean, again, though, he doesn't understand anything that isn't football. Yeah. And you... it's also the way that he expresses love. Yeah. As well, mm. isn't it? It's like God, with Bernardo Silva. Yeah, intensity. Exactly. Just absolute intensity. But I mean, that was. Uh, Gunduan was his, was his first proper signing as, as, as Man City manager. So mm. it will be seen as being one of the most important signings he's made, Andy, no? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. And I have to say, the idea that he would go off to 
Barcelona. Yeah, I understand that Barcelona have just been crowned champions, etc., etc. Mm. Seems a bit of a waste, doesn't it? <laughs> also, he's Pep. If he does go, Pep will give that Aguero interview again. That we cannot replace him. We yeah. just can't. We just cannot. But yeah. I'd actually mean it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean they forward. did replace him, didn't they? Yeah, quite spectacularly. About <laughs> <laughs> as most replacing as a replacement <laughs> yeah. has ever been replaced. I mean, really, that's not the most pep interview that could ever happen. The most pep interview that could ever happen is if like Cole Palmer went on loan to Crystal Palace for a season <laughs> and he gave that interview. Yeah, yeah. But, but but the important thing about that, I think, and you obviously mentioned it at the start with um, trying to get him on this new deal. No one, no one in Europe will be able to do what he's doing for that Man City team no. without at least a season of kind of mm. understanding, you know, the systems and the rhythms of that side. Because evidently, like, he is so wired into everything they do and how they do it mm. that it's... He is irreplaceable. But, but they, they have been there before, of course. Fernandinho was irreplaceable mm. in his mm. way. But they've they've replaced him with quite a different player in in, in Rodri in the end, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. And on, on, on Man City, though, I do get the feeling that Man City are winning this league because too many teams went up against them and sort of went well this week we're not going to get any points I think it's just they've got loads of money yeah I, I well yeah there is the, there is that but like, I, just think, I just think it. I just think the cult of Arsenal will help them next season um, you know too, too many teams went up to Man City this or went to Man City or played them at home and just sort of went well we're going to lose this yeah, match yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just forget about it let's not even bother having a game plan um, but only I think Palestine have that. is what we're yeah, saying exactly, yes. exactly. it's good yeah. stuff isn't it I mean like for, uh, from a Man United fan I would actually, you know, I think this is a better outcome, not just for Manchester United, but also everyone, really, given that it was only earlier this season that the actual Premier League levied charges against Man City. Yeah. So just give them another, another asterisk title. Give them you know? another one, yeah, give yeah. them another one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so we can take it away later. Exactly. Jeff Bezos has been to space, but he ain't Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. I like it. Well, uh, Man City's March the title comes uh, despite uh, Pep uh, getting very upset about Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously uh, they were due to play, I think, a day before in Liverpool, but the police couldn't uh, guarantee the safety of of everyone because of, of of a small show called Eurovision. So Pep Guardiola was already getting his excuses in about Eurovision, Jim. Yeah, I'd, I would love to have watched it with him. It, what, Pep? I think he watched Eurovision. Oh, I he think... He would have been busy with, with football, I'd imagine. But... <laughs> he had a game to prep for, for crying yeah. out loud. When, when you said that their safety couldn't be guaranteed, mm. was Erling Haaland going to get co-opted into an Icelandic metal band or something <laughs> He like might that? have been doing the um, the butter churning. I only saw a bit of it. <laughs> I, was, I was up in, I was up in uh, Liverpool, um, not for Eurovision, but for a wrestling show. Uh, and God, what a weekend! In wow! In, in Liverpool. And then, and then the next day I went to Blackpool. I actually saw a picture. I mean, good... God, Blackpool, what are you doing up there? Um, first I've ever been. <laughs> but my God, how can you live there? Um, <laughs> frightening men and women just shouting. Everyone just running. In town centre, Blackpool, people just running around. Mental. Was it a marathon is... or something? <laughs> what? Was it what? Were you there for a marathon or something? <laughs> just, just confused. <laughs> Just drunk people <laughs> running around. Um, I, I, people I saw, were just cheering them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on, go on, Dave. They all had numbers on. I saw it. There I are saw... places around Blackpool which are really nice. Right. Poulton Le Files, really nice. Okay. Lytham nice. and St. Anne's. Right. Yeah, town, town centre, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely chilling. But I, but I saw a poster for a stage show called The Pundits. Have you seen this kicking no, around? No. Letizia, Phil Thompson, John Hartson. Oh. Yes, please. Oh, wow. <laughs> Absolutely 
Shocking, shocking setup. Um, at the foot of the league, uh, which is more of a concern to the tricky trees than Chelsea, you would probably say. Uh, Chelsea 2, Nottingham Forest 2. Huge point at Stamford uh, Bridge. Uh, Vish, obviously, uh, you recently suggested that Chelsea have the squad to be challenging for the title next season, uh, and they may very well be having the manager they wanted, which is not something they've said for a little while. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino uh, have, has apparently uh, agreed terms for it's good, it's good move good move for Team Vish I'd say for Team Vish mm. because I suggested that uh, they'll be there or thereabouts next season I mean I also suggested they'd win the Champions League and they're not in that so <laughs> <laughs> fuck knows what I know um, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's a really exciting move especially if he gets going from the start of the end of the season as mm. it was, like, give him the whole summer to like, mm. actually work with the players and or at least devise a plan settle in just move in move his favourite toys over from Spurs and mm. <laughs> get Nathan Jones's bed yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh, Chelsea would have a nice bed wouldn't they yeah oh, well did Mourinho actually yeah Mourinho slept the night at um Spurs' training round when he first joined, I think. Right, right. okay. Yeah, because they have like a sep- they had a separate area and he apparently it was quite nice. He was like, why not? Why not like I a little borough. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, ima- I imagine a little bit like Shawshank. He's, you know, he's spooned out a bit of the wall and he's probably still there in some capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in a, a cavity wall. I mean, he has the look of a man who sleeps anywhere but his own house, doesn't he? Marino? Yeah, yeah. And I he mean, has that's... done for a while. <laughs> we always said that he looked like he slept in his jag. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was living in a hotel, wasn't he? Yeah. He was manager of Man yeah. United. Very enjoyably. I actually think yeah. this is all the Potter team things also probably a good thing for Spurs mm. and, and not just because of the usual you know you shouldn't go back this that or the other mm. but I think more because a lot of their identity is linked essentially to his one spell yeah. yeah, and a lot of those you know a lot of those characteristics a lot of the positive characteristics are you know broadly still there but mm. it's time to just actually cement a lot of that and make that as yeah. part of your team rather than affiliated to just one man and this yeah. is and one way of doing that is for him to join one of your more hated rivals, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think part of the problem as well that would still be there if Pochettino were to go back to Spurs is that he probably wouldn't be given the budget he needed. Uh, the, the same problems they had before mm. appear to just still be there in the environment and still be there mm. in the setup. So I think it would probably... I, I think this puts a full stop on this for Spurs. And, he, and as you say, which is actually a positive thing for them. They need, to, I think, probably someone like Pochettino uh, to to rebuild and rebuild a sense of fun and a sense of identity and and like have them playing on the front foot. That's what they're about, you know. Like have them make them fun again. Um, and Will I that be enough to keep Ken? <laughs> well, it's, I mean that's a different conversation, isn't it? But um, I think actually moving on from from Harry Kane as well might not be the worst thing. I think get mm. good money for him and rebuild and, and start reshaping and moving into a new era. But I think for Pochettino, you're pretending to be their pal. Bulldoze the stadium. I think <laughs> probably is the best idea, really. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> but I think for Pochettino, actually, the, the in, a, in a weird way, the setup here at Chelsea isn't. A, that dissimilar from Spurs, is it? Because there's a lot to be done. There's, you can only really mould it in, an, in a new image and, and move it forward. There's a lot of good players there already. He's really good at getting getting more out of players than they're giving. And when you look at so many of the players that came in, obviously McCullough Mudrick is, a, is an extreme example of that because of his price tag. But he looks like the, the, there's a lot of raw talent there. Noni Madueke has been fantastic the last couple of weeks yeah. as well. There's a real talent there. Raheem Sterling's still only 28. He's, you know, he scored twice at the weekend. There's They're Pochettino players, there. but not at Pochettino yeah. prices. Absolutely. That's and, the thing, isn't it? And you, you wonder if um, if he might be able to get a tune out of Romelu Lukaku. That seems to be the thing they're missing. And he, I mean, he's a Chelsea player. Maybe he'd consider it under Pochettino. Ooh, would he? What well, do you think I, on that? Andy? Maybe maybe they won't have a lot of options because well, I don't quite. think I don't think there are a lot of centre forwards out there, and all the players that they're going to try and shift 
to balance the books mm. are going to be hard to shift. You know, when you're at the real top end, because of the contracts they're on, because of the amount they're getting paid, saying we're going to shift players and actually being able to shift those players are two different things. I don't think there are a lot of takers out there mm. for Lukaku at the moment, despite the fact he's been very good in recent weeks. It looks as if he's been motivated by the horror of the thought of going back to Chelsea. Mm. <laughs> but I, 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 I think he's he's got that form a little bit too late, unfortunately, and Inter really don't have the money to to, to, to keep him. So, right. you know, I think it could work out by default. I f- think the thing that concerns me... Turkey, Turkey. Yes. Go on, Andy. Turkey. Affordability is not really the issue <laughs> no, here. it's not a big thing. It's never it? the issue. I, I <laughs> wonder, that the only thing that I think about Pochettino is in so many ways he's the right guy for Chelsea at the right time Mm. but they put so much money into Potter and they wanted a project coach Pochettino is a project coach what really tells us that he's going to get the time that he needs and he will need the time because they are not going to get better quickly they are really Mm. not going to get better quickly it's going to take time and if you said to me now that Chelsea aren't going to qualify for the Champions League next season I would not be even slightly surprised for that. Now, I think it's interesting you brought up Tottenham, obviously, because Pochettino's in play. I think the Tottenham-Chelsea parallel is is quite interesting. And going back to Arsenal and where they are, and people have said, oh, well, Arsenal have bottled it and it was their one chance. It's not their one chance mm. because Liverpool have got a massive rebuild on. Tottenham and Chelsea, I, for my money, don't know what they're doing enough to get better in a hurry. Mm. I think Arsenal are going to have another chance to have a proper go next season because of that. Yeah, I mean, on the on the Poch thing, like he was offered the job in September um, replacing Thomas Tuchel, but, but he did turn them down. If you get a job, or if you get offered a job that early in a season, but it's the season is already up and running, do you charge more money for that, do you reckon, Andy? <laughs> like, Because you would be like, well... This I don't really want. I want the summer to you know to to, to have a good go, good run up it, and, and build my squad. But in September, mm. you can't buy players. You can't do this. You can't do that. So you you're in a bit of, you surely you you would he'll be on less money now than he would be if he t- took the job and back in September. If you've got a decent agent. But having mm. said that, like Pochettino takes his 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 time over things, and I think that has been one of the things that holds back his career. I mean, it's weird to think we still kind of think of him as a young developing coach in a way. Mm. But because he was so successful at such a high level at Tottenham and ended up going to PSG afterwards, we think of him as amongst, certainly price-wise, um, amongst that elite level of managers. We think of him as a young coach. He's in his 50s. <laughs> and, and do we really 100% know what he is as a coach? Mm. Okay, we kind of know what he is as a coach, but do we really know what he is as a coach at the top level? Do we know, we think he might be good for Chelsea, but we, we don't know all the things he's definitely going to do. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit of a blank canvas, isn't it? Isn't there a lot of conjecture over the fact that the way he operated at Spurs was, you know, he had such control and he seemed to enjoy what he was what he was doing and how he was making him play yes. that he, he would miss that enough to want, basically, I was going to say a stable club. Obviously, Chelsea aren't that stable, but basically try and replicate that somewhere. Yeah. And the worst thing he did was go to PSG. Yeah. And that t- that took him a bit further away from having that joy, I suppose. And he, now this he, is a chance to kind of seize that again. He kind of took that job because he'd, he'd left it too long. I mean, if you're, yeah, if, yeah. you're, if you're out of the game for a year, people st- start uh, sitting around talking about, oh, he's a great coach. Mm. Why don't we get him on board? He's brilliant. You know, your myth grows. If you leave it for much earlier, much more than a year, 
you're in danger of people start saying what's wrong with him. Yeah. And he's not yeah. that far off becoming Argentinian Kerbishly. <laughs> well what a way to end the first half of the football ramble big licks of uh, Andy Brassel uh, we'll be back with Touchline Drama at Leeds in a moment a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. It's the accent, yeah. isn't it? And also, get that man a lozenge for crying out loud. <laughs> All right, before we get on with the second half, it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-med football bet builders using Betfair's handy app. Uh, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Today, we are looking ahead to Tuesday night's Milan derby. Inter versus AC Milan in the Champions League. Jim, what are you having? Uh, I'm going to go for Rafael Leal to score any time. This is a massive, massive game. And obviously Milan have to have to hit back and hit hard. And I think this is going to be, uh, as I say, about one game every week, a ding dong. Mm, indeed. All right, uh, Andy? I'm going for over 1.5 goals um, because, as Jim says, I think Milan are going to have to go for it from the off. 
And mm. Inter, let's face it, in whichever situation, are very, very good at shooting themselves in the foot. There will be twists. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Vish? I'm going for Edin Dzeko, the grand old Duke of goals, to have two or more shots on target. Um, I've realised I've called him the grand old Duke of goals. Uh, he is a month younger than me. <laughs> um, but no, I'm expecting him to look a couple of shots scored against him in the first leg and we'll look mm. to do the same this time around. And uh, I'm agreeing with you, sort of, uh, Inter to uh, win the game. Uh, a £5 bet, bet fair on that popular uh, bet builder uh, returns £151.87. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK, exclusive to bet fair sports book. T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Uh, we've had an update from Neil Warnock's escape room. AG Gearing 97 on our reel on Instagram uh, I went to this it was as textbook Warnock as you could expect he stopped the whole thing about halfway through to get his phone out and laugh and gloat about the Sheffield Wednesday score it's what you want to see from a, a Warnock escape room it sounds, sounds absolutely terrifying and absolutely fantastic at the same time yeah uh, fantastic just that I love Warnock's tour of just everything it's <laughs> the idea of the escape room has made me think of that weird video someone made where they took a level of doom but they replaced every graphic in it with a picture of Tim Allen uh, yes. from Home Improvement <laughs> and every, they changed every sound in it to him going then someone must yeah. be able to make us a Neil Warnock version of this if, you, a, if, a doom got if you're a wad editor yeah we want a Neil Warnock uh, doom level if that's alright yeah. yes please yeah and we'll stick it we'll stick it online somehow I don't really know how it works uh, right uh, in, 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 in the Premier League uh, Leeds 2 at your castle 2 uh, as we mentioned before uh, Jason Tindall's assistant Eddie Howe getting accosted by a fan uh, it was one of those kind of um, clips that I can't find again online. Sky Sports have this real weird thing of just concentrating on goals and cards in their highlights, completely forgetting that like the game is kind of bigger than that sometimes. And so I didn't. So I was I was watching the match, but I missed that part, mm. uh, and and I, I, I I've still not bloody seen it. it, it I've feels, not seen Triple H. It, it feels <laughs> it feels like it's edited out like. A bad injury is edited yes. out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably it? to stop encouraging it, isn't it? Mm. Um, it? It will have been on the Tyndall cam feed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a red button on the, on the Sky Remote. That isn't it amazing how Europe has embraced that? Yeah. They're like you had Athletic Bilbao on Saturday morning going, oh, oh, good luck today, Magpies. And it had Ernesto Valverde, their coach, on the touchline. Uh, from a pre-season friendly against Newcastle and Tyndall was just in Yes! <laughs> it's good stuff. What I like about it, so this all started from a, 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 a angry anti-Tyndall man uh, on Twitter. Mm. And, and I, you know, I've been watching Newcastle all season. I, I've not really seen, I don't really get the Jason Tyndall thing. I don't really get him being all centre of attention. I think a lot of it genuinely comes from the fact that he happens to be stood nearer to the opposing managers during games, so shakes their hands first. Exactly. Which right. makes yeah, it yeah, look yeah, like yeah. he's being quite big time. But he's also, yeah. exactly, yeah. It's, just it's not a it's like, it's like you know respect like respect the tribal chief as uh, Roman Reigns would say like <laughs> like you've got to have Eddie Howe do the handshake first it's fine isn't yeah. it well I, I think until we hear from Mark Hughes we simply don't know <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah the handshake, <laughs> uh, handshake uh, arbiter um, but um, I think somebody did say that he he did um, he has spent a lot of time like telling the goalkeeper to like spend a lot of time on the floor he, like I think he hid the ball at one point <laughs> he keeps on being an absolute weirdo so is he look, putting Jamal, uh, Jamal LaSalle's up to it well, look yeah Jamal Lascelles getting a yellow card on the touchline, not not allowing people to take throw-ins. 
I mean, they, uh, they are an awful team to play in Newcastle, but not on this occasion. They kind of let Leeds in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Big Sam, very, very happy. Uh, like a real pig in shit with a point. It is on. <laughs> clutching his, clutching with his little trotters. On. <laughs> they, they, they're getting six points out of these next two games. There is well, nothing that David Moyes or Ryan Mason can do, can about, do about it. it. They are getting Big Sammed. Well, well especially because, like, you know, West Ham might have a European... Um, uh, final to think about. It's it's, it's going to be exciting, Andy. I can see them getting getting out of this. Yeah, I can see them getting out of that. Well. <laughs> they get out of it. Yes. With, what happens now is they get out of it with two wins. Sam Allardyce gets the full like, gets the job full time, and nasty leads are back. It is a yeah. match made in hell. It is inevitable. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. So we might as well just get on board and enjoy it. I, I, you know, I reckon four points would do them. I reckon yeah. if they got a draw yeah. at West Ham, they will end up absolutely coating Spurs on the final day of the season. <laughs> He's licking his lips at the prospects of Ryan Mason. Poor, lovely, lovely, Poor innocent lovely Ryan, Ryan Mason. Mason. Yeah. Oh, I quite like the job full time. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Alive, mate. That is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, pick it, he'll pick him up and like muzzle his head, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, you know, Man City helped them out as well by beating mm. Everton 3 0. Suddenly <laughs> their goal difference isn't, doesn't look as catastrophic as it did yeah. you know, a few weeks ago. Did you think they? Do you think Newcastle gave this away? I I, I don't think they were, they were playing uh, very well. I think Dan Byrne had a terrible football match at uh, at the left. I think he's yeah. It was chaos. It was absolute chaos. Enjoyable it chaos. Like, it was yeah. enjo- well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, I, I think letting them in so quickly after you've um, scored what should have been a winning penalty. Bamford's penalty was. Oh, mate, like, really? he's like, doing the really? bleep test as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really Big Sam style, bleep tests? I, th- I think punishing the posh boy. Listening absolutely. to bleeps. No, Listening no, to no. Bleep. Every, the, Allardyce has gone a quantum at the end. Bring over your violin and he just cut a string. <laughs> I reckon he's making him sit in his Bit office. Off. You've, got, you've got three left. <laughs> With <laughs> some pliers. Where have you got pliers from? I mean, if you're 2-1 up... Mm. Bring on Alan and Maximan, as much as I'm in favour for it. <laughs> I just love seeing him on a football field. Probably not the wisest. It seemed like a little bit of an odd move from for someone who manages games so well and a team that manages games so well. And, well a team set, that's so good a, defensively. Yeah. 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 Well, he set up a. I mean, he, he set up a goal, didn't he? He got disallowed, didn't he? It, uh, that would have that would made it three-one. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it was. It, it's going to be difficult to see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the, in the next uh, couple of matches for, for Leeds because they are. In a situation where they've they've got two they've got two games to save their season, Andy. See, this is I'm 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 looking at these and I'm looking at Newcastle's remaining games. You think the next couple they've got up, they've got Brighton on Thursday mm. at St James's. Then the following Monday they've got Leicester at St James's. Of course, Leicester playing Liverpool tonight as mm. well. If it wasn't for Arsenal dropping the ball. I, everything would still be in play. This yeah. would be the ultimate <laughs> Premier League season. I don't want to talk. Yeah, Arsenal have had a great season, but you know there've been a few splutters recently. There's mm. no getting away from that. If they'd have kept the title race alive to the final weekend of the season, as I, I think all neutrals really, really wanted to see mm. them do, I think when you look at the Premier League and the Bundesliga, they're the two leagues, the two big leagues in Europe. Apart from forget PSG because I don't really count because it's just so mad. And, and he you, likes France. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, I think the Bundesliga and the Premier League at the moment, the two really big leagues in Europe, where they're under a real monopoly mm-hmm. yeah. of, of an absolute giant. And that could be changing a little bit this season for, for reasons. And it's, it's, it's obviously not going to change because City are going to go on and win the league. But the, the feeling of everything being alive is absolutely 
It's absolutely brilliant. Well, we all know how it's all going to be um, <laughs> panning out at the top of the league with Man City winning, obviously. Southampton were relegated with a 2-0 defeat to Fulham. Uh, Rishi Sunak was in the crowd. Oh, that levelling up is not going well anywhere, <laughs> is it? Championship level. Um, United <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I guess with, with Rishi, you do sort of look at him. Sort of, I've never seen a man look less... Uh, at ease with wearing civvies like he just looks like yeah. a man who just like he just can't wear a hoodie very well he's like me. Eddie Howe in disguise look I'm yes. normal <laughs> <laughs> they do have similarities I would say yeah do you think, oh, I yeah, think yeah, Eddie's yeah. taller than Rishi Sunak isn't he yeah almost certainly yeah. how tall is everybody I don't know how, how tall is Eddie <laughs> how tall is everybody can someone let me know? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in 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 that match, it was it was pretty toothless, to be honest. Uh, the aforementioned Matt Letizia did get involved, and he did say, "I've never witnessed such a gutless, lazy, and passionless performance from a relegation threatened team." He's. Um, not, I don't think he's wrong. I, I, no. I, I, they've been so utterly Even disappointed. A clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you believe that league table, do you? Believe those stats, do you? <laughs> but like, even it, it's quite. I, I find this quite sad because there was a time before Brighton where Southampton were that team, where mm. Southampton were the team that everyone was thinking, God, where are they recruiting these players from? Yeah. How you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are they making such smart decisions? Ralph Hassan, who was deemed a breath of fresh air. And it was interesting, you know, seeing the reaction from Southampton fans over the weekend about, um, you know, they're talking about Hassan Hull because you know, the majority of these points are from Hassan Hull. Yeah. Um, and, there was, you know, the logic was that, like, you know, maybe he would have, maybe Hassan Hull would have kept Salampton up, but the way where Salampton were in their life cycle generally and with Hassan Hull was, you know, there was a parting of ways that had to happen, really. Um, and it's just the decisions they've made since then. You know, Nathan Jones, we we use him as, a, you know, not a punch bag, but a, more of a punchline. Um, but he buried them, basically. Mm-hmm. Those eight games were crucial and yeah. they lost so much time in doing so you kind of felt like they had the they had the run of it starting from to a point from scratch from uh from the restart of the premier league after the world cup but absolutely botched it and if you um you know as is the way with these kind of things when a team gets relegated there are a lot of ro- long reads because people you know come out and bear in mind a lot of this information is accrued before the point of relegation um and that's well, like when you pre-write an obituary exactly yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I guess the yeah. thing is with the sort of teams that end up falling out of the Premier League they're a bit like the teams that end up falling out of the the Football League out of League 2 they're circling the drain for a bit we've been able to see this coming with Southampton Mm. for a long time and I think you can say that about a lot of the other clubs down there can't you you can say that about you can say that about Everton you can say that about Leeds it's Mm. it's, it's not a massive surprise that they are where they are is it? There's also the thing of um, people saying that you know they've spent 132 million, which is a decent amount of money, but they spent it on 15 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and badly exactly, as well. A yeah. lot of those players, yeah. they, you know, it was pointed out on Match of the Day at the weekend uh, how many of them had zero Premier League experience. Mm. A lot of them aren't even getting on the pitch. Mm. Like, got, uh, I mean, uh, championship experience. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Orsic coming in looked a really canny signing in in January, maybe a little bit risky, um, and he's just just barely featured at all. Mm. A lot of just wasted squad positions and that's led to this complete lack of fight from them I mean you look at that squad you've got James Ward-Prowse Romeo Lavia Bella Kotchap and Kyle Walter-P- Walker-Peters will probably get moves but a lot of those yeah. players you look at them going yeah they're probably just going to stick around in the championship mm. when you talk about uh, the um, Premier League experience one member of staff uh, basically said that the squad is Ward-Prowse Walcott and a lot of children <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that's like a load of inexperienced players or a load of fucking unprofessional ones. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit of both, isn't yeah. it? Because I think they, they did buy, you know, Rasmus Ankerson has, um, you know, is, has his background in 
in analytics and mm. certainly the way they've tried to do things. You know, um, Jacob Tanswell at The Athletic has written, you know, a big article about all this. And um, he's mentioned there have been so many, there's been such a changeover, turnover of staff throughout the club, but also just the the power and the... <laughs> I don't want to call it arrogance because I don't th- I don't necessarily see you know using statistics in that way as as a form of arrogance. But certainly they've tried to apply it probably a bit too rigidly and have mm. come up with situations where they've obviously gone for players with resale value without thinking that they'd be relevant for what you're in right now. Because yeah. yeah, when you're in, when you're in that when you're at that side of the table, you can't afford to blood youngsters and get people give people time to adjust to the league you need people who can do it and they just well, don't have that well you almost sort of think that if Everton go down and Sean Dyche stays he's very much a man of I'm going to buy five footballers who are over 32 mm. <laughs> who know how to get back in the league but with, with with Southampton they just don't have the squad with anybody who's got any experience of this sort of thing Andy talking of players that can straddle uh, the championship and the Premier League capably though can we have a little word for Alexander Mitrovic I, yes. mean, I, I would never want to speak for, for Luke um, but uh, take too long, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he he he, tw- he tweeted uh, after this game. If someone said to me that Alexander Mitrovic would scored enough goals in the Premier League to prove Andy Brassel right and me wrong again, and Marcus, we have to say as yeah. well. Um, but ultimately, it would relegate Southampton. I'd probably have taken. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair to Luke, he got a lot of stick from Southampton fans for predicting that they would go down towards the start of the season. And uh, well, he was right, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's 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 honest and he's petty. My yeah. guy. And, and, you, and you only ever see the winning slips. <laughs> All right, then uh, we're out of here. We will be back for a uh, Rambo Reacts tomorrow morning for Leicester versus Liverpool. Make sure you're listening. Uh, make sure you're in front of your mobile phone. Your, I don't know, Bluetooth speaker, however you listen to the Football Ramble, we will be in your, be in your uh, podcast app first thing tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on the aforementioned podcast app. I've been Pete Donaldson. Andy Brussel, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Vish. Thanks. Jim, anything to say? We are still, still fighting, fighting for this for title. <laughs> Jim, I I think you should keep really quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Up until later. (laughs) The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.